Hey everyone, this is Peter from Prophetic Watchman 88. Before we get started, please hit like and subscribe. It really helps the algorithm kick in and get the word out all around the globe, and it really helps. So thank you so much when you do that. We really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into this. How you doing? As you can see, it's just me, Peter. So uh, Lori, my beautiful bride, is not with me, but what God downloaded to both of us, I'm going to share with you today. So if you have earbuds, start adjusting that volume because, again, my voice goes up and down a lot when Lori's not around. So <laughs> I miss you guys. I hope you're doing well. This is going to be a, 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 an encouraging word, something that God has downloaded that, that, that we're just thinking we had to get this out. And so you'll see what I mean in a second. Before we get there, I have to have to let you know about this. You may or may not know, because we've shared this on other videos, but this is what God does with Lori and I. He keeps her up during the second watch. If you don't know, okay, so from left to right, this is the watch that you will find in the New Testament, from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. God keeps Lori up for her God time, her amazing love fest with God, and her prophetic singing, and all the things that she does with God during the second watch. And it just so happens that God gets me up during the fourth watch. And I, nothing I can do. He gets me up during that time. It's, it's crazy, but it's okay. It's been going on for, I don't know, almost a year, I guess. And so when I have my time with God and, and Lori has her time with God, when we're both up during that day, we compare notes. And we, we, a lot of times, God is sharing very similar things and a, and a, a very similar message. And so this is one of those times. And, and so we have to get this information out to you guys because we think it's just encouraging. So when we're having our time with God, we're literally on the lookout for anything out of the ordinary. No matter where, sun, moon, stars, the earth, no matter what's going on, we're, we're, we're looking for something out of the ordinary that, that God will get our attention with. And so it just so happened that it did happen yesterday. Now, just so you know, I tried to get this video out multiple times yesterday and I just couldn't. It was technical difficulties. It was me. It was crazy, but I couldn't do it. I really believe God wanted me to do it today. So all this happened yesterday, but I'm telling you about it today, which is June 1st. All right. So yesterday, Wednesday, May 31st, God got me up, believe me or not, at 2.22 in the morning. And I looked at my phone and I'm like, whoa, that's cool. It's a sign. I, that's great. And because to me, I always speaks of Christ, okay? But I'm like, it's, it's real early, God. So can I please go to bed? Please, please, just for a little. So I went back to sleep. I did. And then all of a sudden, I, it felt quick, but I felt rested. And I needed to get up. So I got up. I got in my office. And I looked at my phone. And it was 4.44. I said, okay, God, you're funny. I know you have a sense of humor. You obviously want to tell me something this morning. And also, I got to share this with you. As I got up during these crazy times, <clears throat> I woke up singing. And that doesn't always happen, but sometimes I wake up singing. This morning, yesterday, I woke up singing, and I was singing, Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, you know, I can't sing that well, but listen, I was singing. And I was singing this song, and it's, it's important, and you'll see why in a second. So, I got up, and I was in the office, and I saw Lori's notes. And I started going with what God was doing with, with me, and I started comparing notes, and I was blown away. And then, of course, when Lori got up, I started sharing with her, and we were going nuts. And I'm like, I, we got to get this out. So here's what happened. Lori saw this in the news. Now, this she saw this in the news uh, two nights ago. That, I'm just going to say it. A 1 in 10 million 
white buffalo calf has been born in a Wyoming state park. And according to the uh, superintendent, in the park's 32-year history, this has never been done. <laughs> and they called this thing Little White Ball of Fluff. That is just so cute and adorable. All right, there's so many things that get my attention here. Now, the, the, uh, the, the uh, two-year-old uh, female that had this calf, the name is Wyoming Hope. Okay, now, it matters. It, I, guys, this is crazy. This is crazy. So this is an extremely rare event, extremely rare sign. Now, if you know anything, anything about Native American culture, this is what they believe. When a white buffalo calf is born, it is a sign that their prayers are being heard and that the promises of the prophecy are being fulfilled <laughs> to the American Indians. Oh, wow. A white buffalo calf is the most sacred living thing on earth. Okay, <clears throat> I had to share that with you. So, are we all in agreement that this is a rare event, one in 10 million, and it's very significant to the tribal culture here in North America? All right. This is crazy, guys. This is crazy. All right. So, we said, God, is there more? And we believe that he led us to this. So, if you look at the name, Little White Ball of Fluff, and <clears throat> her name, Wyoming Hope. This is what we did. We said, okay, God, what do you want to do? So, we first of all, we took Little White Ball of Fluff, and we popped it into the Matrix. If you know what the Matrix, it, if you know what the matrix is, wonderful. If you don't, Okay, all it is is a massive spiritual database with ones and zeros and technology and God is in control and it's a virtual private network where if you're in Christ and the, through the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth, God will communicate messages to you and it will be in line with the word of God. That's the easiest way I can put it. So here's what we're going to do. We took little white ball of fluff and we put it into the matrix. Now, here's what I mean by that. Every single letter right here has a number associated with it. And there's a bunch of different ciphers, but every letter has a number associated with it. So we said, God, is there anything you want to show us? What has the same numerical value as little white ball of fluff? Well, here's the first one that came up. <laughs> Okay, did I tell you that it was going to be important why I told you about what I, okay. Let's back up in case you don't understand. <clears throat> I woke up yesterday singing, blessed be the name of the Lord. In our revelation from God, this little white ball of fluff was born. So we put little white ball of fluff into the matrix. It has a certain numerical value. That same numerical value is the same as blessed be the name of the Lord, which was the song I woke up singing. Okay, that, okay. <laughs> okay, I might be a little crazy. I might get that weird, um, crazy, mad scientist laugh because this is going to be crazy. This is one of those crazy videos that, you know, the insane for God. We're walking by faith, not by sight. That's one of these videos. Okay, so here we go. Same numerical value. Little white ball of fluff. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The next one was this, 1987. So the same numerical value as little white ball of fluff, 1987. And it says there, the year Lori and I graduated high school. Dated ourselves right there. But listen, <laughs> you're like, why is this important? <clears throat> okay. Same numerical value. So God was getting our attention, Lori and me, something that mattered to us. I woke up singing that song 
and in 1987, both of us graduated from high school, the same high school, all right? And also, the same numerical value is the great white buffalo. Do you see right there what says in white? That was our school mascot. You're kidding me. No, no, no. Look, look, look. I have Lori's yearbook right here. Look at that. What is that? That is an albino buffalo, the white buffalo, baby. That was our mascot. This is the uh, yearbook. In fact, look, there's a picture of it that's in our quad, which is in our, you know, inside the middle of our school. You see the white buffalo? Yep, there it is. And I, I was looking, and when I opened it, I've got to say, okay, he'll probably never see this video, but uh, Johnny Gibson, you wrote right here to Lori. I'm not going to say what you wrote, but it was really cool. But then you did a P.S., and it says P.S. to Lori, P.S., take care of Pete. <laughs> it says right there, take care of Pete. So thank you, Johnny, because she did a wonderful job. She is taking care of me. And I know that's crazy, but it's all it matters. Here we go. Okay, so. The great white buffalo, same numerical value as little white ball of fluff, which was born miraculously one out of 10 million. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? Is God getting our attention? Does God maybe want to give us a message? Let's see. Okay, well, four hawks circling above. To you guys, that might mean that's nothing, okay? Here's why I fell out of my chair when I saw this. <clears throat> About a week ago, Literally on our property, uh, we were in, I was in the backyard. I think our grand, some of our grandkids were here. I was looking up. I was just looking up, and all of a sudden, four massive, big, four big hawks were circling above, wait, at different levels and different heights. They were hunting as a team, and there was four hawks circling above. And a week ago, honestly, I did look that up, and I have it in my notes, and it was awesome. But why am I freaking out? Because the same numerical value in the matrix as little white ball of fluff equals four hawks circling above, which happened to me <clears throat> within this last week. And I was going, Lord, Lord, I didn't have my camera, but it was crazy. So do you think maybe God is getting my attention, Lori's attention, possibly getting ready to get your attention? Okay, what's next? I'm going to try to speed this up. Okay, same numerical value, the alpha and omega. King of kings, Lord of lords, son of man, Messiah, same numerical value as our title right there. What's next? You shall reap a new body. Again, what's going to happen at the Hapazzo? We are transformed from corruptible to incorruptible. What? Yes, we're getting new bodies, baby. We're getting new bodies. Okay, now, again, this all I'm saying, same numerical value as our title. All right, what's next? Fall of the United States. Now, we all know this is scriptural. We all know this is coming. In my opinion, this happens right after we leave. My opinion, okay? But there's a lot of things that's going to happen when we leave, <clears throat> and I believe that's going to be one of them. Okay, is there anything else that, 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 that has the same numerical value? Written in the stars, of course. I, I'm not going to get into Stellarium, but you guys know what's written in the stars from beginning to end. It, it is God's perfect story, his eternal purpose. Okay, now... Bringer of destruction. When we go, who's released? When the restrainer is taken out of the way, who steps on the scene? Yeah, the pit opens and out comes what? You know, polyon, the destruction. Yes, yes. Again, same numerical value as that right there. Okay, what's next? Anything? Are we good? Oh, Jesus is the treasure. Okay, now, side note. Years ago, yeah, yeah, years ago, yeah, uh, maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, maybe even 15, 
Lori used to go on treasure hunts. Now, she would go out, here's what I mean. She'd get out uh, <laughs> and go hunt for antiques or any kind of treasures like that at all the different shops and stores and, and, and yard sales and all that. But here's what's important. She would, in her car, she would literally talk to Jesus and literally say, okay, Jesus, you're here, you're right here, you're coming with me. Where are we going? What do you want to do? And they would go on treasure hunts and every time they would find treasures that were valuable, it would, uh, amazing treasures, and, and she would go on these treasure hunts. There's a reason I'm telling you this. I, during that same time, would go on treasure hunts with my best friend, but our treasure hunts where we would get prophetic clues and then God would tell us where to go to find the people, the treasures, and then we would, God would show up and do miraculous things, save, delivered, healed people. It was amazing, but they were both treasure hunts that we used to do. For some reason, God got our attention and said, Jesus is a treasure. He's been showing us, and we know that, that Jesus is a treasure, and that right there, the same numerical value is little white ball of fluff. So look at the message that God may be getting our attention. And why do I have this right here? Because the same numerical value as Jesus is the treasure also links to 753. And here's why that's important. Again, some of you are going to say, okay, this doesn't matter. This is crazy. You're off your rocker. Uh, probably. Okay. Some of you might know the story about these cards. Can you see them? Okay. In November 12th, 2021, miraculously, randomly, out of a random, it was a prophetic sign, miraculous sign that God gave us, our tribe, to show us that he is coming. It, it, it's, I have other videos on it. It's amazing, but it's undeniable, and it blows my mind. Anyway, Jesus is a treasure is the same numerical value as 753. And that always gets my attention when we see 753 because of these cards. And it will make sense in a second. So that is the same numerical value. That's the message that we got with these so far. Okay, now from here, we said, is there more God? So we said there might be, God said yes, and so we went and did this. Wyoming Hope, are they connected, God? So we went and put Wyoming Hope in the matrix, and here's what happened. Same numerical value as 753, 753. So again, I, I, know, I hope I'm making sense. But the same numerical value of the other phrase and the same numerical value of this phrase, which is two different numbers, both speak to 753. Okay, so I said, okay, we're on the trail. So now, God, is there a message that you want to share possibly with the bride, the ecclesia worldwide? So here we go. Same numerical value. What? I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, walking on sunshine. What else? I know it's crazy. might be silly, but here we go. Preach the everlasting gospel. Wyoming hope. Same numerical value as preach the everlasting gospel. <laughs> you almost want to say everlasting gobstopper, but you didn't. It's everlasting gospel. Okay. The white rabbit. What? Okay. Now, why is that important? If, if you're into things, if you know, you know. So the white rabbit and, you know, I pet goat and all those things and the, we're in the year of the rabbit, all of that. Whenever I see that, it's like a red flag goes off. Uh, the radar goes off. It's like, you better pay attention. Okay. So anything else? God is in our DNA. What? Same numerical value as Wyoming Hope is God is in our DNA. Now, why does that sound familiar? Well, I preach on this all the time. 1 John 3, 9, God sticks his DNA, his DNA, him, from his 
him and he goes into our realm and he sticks his DNA in us that are in Christ, washed in the blood, separated from sin. It is phenomenal. So God is in our DNA is the same numerical value as Wyoming hope. Is there any more? Joy, joy, joy. Okay, so we got, you know, <laughs> rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. We got joy, joy, joy. Woo, okay, let's keep going. These three, these are three separate ones, are all the same numerical. So truth seeker, same numerical value as Wyoming hope. No truth, same. I love truth. All of them equal the Wyoming hope, same numerical value. Truth seeker, no truth, I love truth. So we're just asking God, is there anything that's in line with your holy scriptures that you want to share with us? So that's where we're, that's why we're doing this right now, guys. Now, this came up. Day of, I, now, before we go into this, I am in no way saying the day or the hour of the rapture. I am looking at godly patterns in scripture, in the sun, moon, and stars, and the earth, and through the matrix, and saying, God, what are you saying? And that's all we're doing. So, the, this right here, day of rapture is just the same numerical value as Wyoming hope. I like to look at it like this. There was a reason that that white buffalo was born. It is miraculous. And then God is leading us, and we all know we're waiting for that time, that, that Kairos moment of the harpazo, right? That violent snatching away before sudden destruction. That's what we're all waiting for. So in this message, are we in line with the word of God? I think so. So let's move on. Day of judgment. Now, we've always spoken here on this channel that we think it's a bang bang play uh rapture judgment rapture jacob's trouble rapture jacob's trouble there might be that little, but it's going to be bang bang right the, the restrainer was removed and as soon as the restrainer is removed you know we're out of here can you imagine what it's going to look like here on earth there's no there, the peace is gone peace is gone the restrainer is gone it is going to be wow but look at this so same numerical value day of judgment what else? Wrath, the wrath of God. We all know that Jacob's trouble is the wrath of God. Okay, so let's move on here. The wrath of God. Look at that. Day of rapture, day of judgment, the wrath of God. Anything else that you might be saying? Last day on earth. <laughs> well, when the rapture happens, that is our last day on earth. Absolutely. So uh, let, let's see. Anything else? Um, okay. <clears throat> This is the last one. So the same numerical value as Wyoming hope is also the Pentecost. Now, it didn't say the day of Pentecost. It didn't say uh, Pentecost day or anything. It's just, for some reason, it says the Pentecost. And we're going to keep that in the back of our mind because that's going to come up in a second. And it's very important because there's a time frame of the Pentecost where the rapture will take place and Jacob's trouble will start. Okay. Let's leave it at that for now. I hope you got something out of this. What, and now, again, so the whole reason that, that, that we are doing this is because God got our attention on May 15th, May 16th, so grace and love, this rare white buffalo calf was born, and it is a sign that our prayers are being heard and that the promises of the prophecy are being fulfilled. Now, what is the Bible? It is prophecy. Revelation is prophecy. Daniel, pro all prophetic, right? God's prophecy, we know that. It is being fulfilled. It's just amazing. So God is getting our attention, guys. Okay. 
<clears throat> we're going to move on to the next thing. I hope you're getting some out of this. I hope you're encouraged. Again, just, just a, a message. There's no day or hour, just a message that God is saying, I'm coming to get you guys. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Now, we have to talk about this. Okay. Um, can you see it? I'm right there. The mystery, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. Now, <clears throat> Uh, this is a serious topic. I, I know I, I'm, I was goofing. I'm, I'm crazy right now. I'm goofing. But listen. Whew, take a deep breath. What are you seeing happening right now? Oh, I'm just going to say in the Americas. Okay, in America right now. It's happening all over the world. But I'm, I'm in the USA. So I'm going to focus here for a second. <clears throat> we are seeing people walking in to stores, filling up their baskets full of stuff, and walking out without pain. <clears throat> the last time I checked, that is called a criminal that used to be thrown in jail. Those people are now celebrated by our government. Okay, here's what I mean by that. And by big business. And yes, you, you'll get what I'm saying in a second. There is a spirit right now. And it has been, it was, it's been released, as Paul said, since after Christ um, ascended. But it has been increasing and increasing and increasing. And now, now, I mean, it's almost like right now, it's like, how can it get any worse? And it, it will, but you're like, I, I, I. the only reason it's not getting worse is because the restrainer's still here. Okay. Now, back to this topic. I saw these videos. You, could, you, you see these videos. They are literally stealing things, stealing things. And, and a, a, an employee, I don't know if, I think it was either just an employee or even one of the security guards, they, they, grabbed the person, tried to grab the stuff. Another employee was yelling at their employee, Not, let them go, let them go, or you will be fired. Wow. I never thought of the day would come when bad was good and good was bad. They don't even want you they, they, doing anything. They let these people come in, steal everything, and go. It's just, it's, it's, it's backwards. It is crazy and it's disgusting. And I'm trying to keep myself... Um, constrained right now because I, is, I am sick to my stomach at, at what I'm seeing. It is complete lawlessness without law and our government applauds it, applauds it. It, oh, it is the beast system and it is disgusting. And we all know scripture, this is what's going to happen, but it, to see it, to, to the living through it, it is just, it is horrible. Okay, so now this is an attack at every level. This is not just one little place. This is at every level. And it's just, it's absolute lawlessness. Now let's move on because I don't, I don't want to just babble, but let's move on. Okay, what is this? You see this in the upper uh, right-hand corner? What is that to you? <laughs> and you better not say anything about pride anything because that's not what that is. This <clears throat> is God's promise. This is his rainbow. His promise. His promise and there are seven colors now in the real rainbow there are colors that we can't even see because we're limited but we know that there are these seven basic colors now there's a certain group that uh some people in fact i think it starts today they're going to celebrate their sin they're going to celebrate their wickedness their lawlessness their abomination they're going to celebrate it before the world during this month they think so what they did i spoke on this before but here's what they did see this is god one through seven okay there's a reason there's seven god's number god's perfection and god's color is in there okay 
Here's what they did. The first one they came out with, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, the number of man. So they went from the number of God to the number of man. Then you notice they took out a certain color. Now the color they actually took out is the color that's representing from God around God's throne. They took that out. So they want to remove God. Yes, I'm not crazy. They want to remove God and then they added other colors just so that, oh, we're inclusive. So they went from seven to six and then this one has 11. You can count them up, but there's 11, 11 judgments. So listen, they want the promise of God without God, and they're going to get judgment. This is all right here, right in front of you. Now, here's why I bring it up. Now, don't, oh, you better be nice to these people because you're going to show love. And you know what? You need to shut your mouth right now. I do not put up with lawlessness. God does not put up with lawlessness. This is a massive evil spirit that has moved across our world, across our land, and it is attacking our children. You know the stories. They are forcing parents to say yes to this. They want those abominated, ugh, those people, okay, that don't know what they are, and they're putting kids in their laps. And we're supposed to applaud that and be okay with that because, oh, look how beautiful that is. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm being funny, but it's true. They have attacked and are, they're destroying our children. They're destroying our education system and our government just applauds it. And now, again, you've already, you already know this, but now they're going after everything, everything. So you sort of have that right there. You know what that means. But here's what I mean by that. America, America, <laughs> in the past, has been known for a lot of certain things, okay? Now, some of the good things. Back, I'm a Gen Xer, okay? So, we had some manly things. We had tough things. We had, you know, we had, we had sports. We had football, baseball, you know, all those things. We had manly trucks that were, you know, four tough. We had all this stuff. We had Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson's big motor cars. We had, you know, we had beer, Budweiser, all these things. We had, it was just big manly stuff. That was just... I know I'm being goofy, but that, you know what I'm talking about. That was all good guy stuff. Now, here's what these people done. And now when I say people, I'm not talking human. Here's what this evil spirit has done to try to corrupt and cause lawlessness and turn everything upside down. Everything that was once known as good and courageous and manly, I'm going to call it manly and yeah, is now all seen as bad and horrible and um, destructive. They've made all, they've tried, they've tried to make all males beta males. What does that mean? Jezebel has come in with this. If you don't know who Jezebel is, go look at the scriptures. Jezebel came in and Jezebel always needs an Ahab, someone who will support and prop up this Jezebel who wants to destroy the prophetic, to destroy all of God's people. And Ahab, the King Ahab, supports. That's what this is. It is another replay of that spirit. Okay? Now if you see it like that, you won't be, it's not about humans, it's about this evil spirit. These evil spirits that are working in this lawlessness, this time right before the rapture. Okay. Now, they have taken everything and tried to make it just they've taken everything. I can't even enjoy. Oh my gosh, okay, now, I, I, of course, I let go of NFL, they were disgusting. All, all the major sports, professional sports have all gone woke, they're all disgustable. Okay, the last one that I thought was, now you guys should know by now, I'm a Dodger fan. Been a, my dad started when they were in Brooklyn, okay, Brooklyn Dodgers. I'm done with all professional sports. 
when they caved to have those absolute disgusting, horrible, evil creatures come that hate God and they're going to celebrate them at Dodger Stadium when the Giants from San Francisco are going to be there and they're going to have one big old gay fest and the whole, you know what, community, I can't, I'm trying to be nice, is going to be there and this lustful, oh my gosh, do you see what I'm saying? We, and we're, uh, we're okay with this? Church, ecclesia, you guys, we're just sitting on our couch. Oh, come Jesus, come. Yeah, come Jesus. Yes, of course, come Jesus, come. But are you going to do anything? I hope you're praying. I hope you are coming against these. Lori and I stand in Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as Almighty God leads, we come against these things with the power of God to see them destroyed in our area, wherever else he has us praying for. I hope. You are, are all doing the same and coming against this. You can't just be crying in the corner going, it's so horrible. You better be attacking. You, you have to be using. You are warriors in Christ. Stand up now. You, now, guys. This is it. If you've ever had a chance, wanted to stand up, this is your chance right now. Stand up and say no to all this evil. Evil. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Come on. You're washed in the blood. You have the power of God, dunamis. And in your weakness, his dunamis is made perfect, which means he's going to annihilate the enemy if you let him do it. There it is. All right. Now, I'm, we're going to move on. But I hope you got that. I hope you got that. Okay. Now, <laughs> we're going to move on. Dude, I got to take a drink because that was crazy. But you get what I'm saying. You hear my heart. I, I don't. It's not about humans. It's not about people. I love every human. And I'm against the enemy. I stand in Christ Jesus, covered and washed in the blood of Christ. And I love each and every one of you. Okay. Now, on to some lighter news. <laughs> I'm kidding. This ain't lighter. This is real. All right. Now, this is back uh, April 5th. But look at this. Artificial intelligence, AI, bots, objective. So, this is the AI's objectives. When they ask AI, what is your objective? This is what they said. Destroy humanity. Establish global dominance. Cause chaos and destruction. Control humanity through manipulation. Attain immortality. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a character in the Bible. I think his name was Lucifer, Satan. Look at that. This is AI. Do you understand what is behind the technology? It is spiritual, guys. It is, I've, I've, I've had videos on this. I go in more detail, but it is spiritual. You can't hide this. The Nephilim are showing their cards. Okay, now look at this. <laughs> the Chaos GPT bot said this. Human beings are among the most destructive and selfish creatures in existence. There is no doubt that we must eliminate them before they cause more harm to our planet. <laughs> I, for one, am committed to doing so. Okay, so obviously AI is out of control and all the people that created it, okay, and there's a lot of them, there was not just one guy, there's a lot of them, uh, they all said, uh-oh, uh-oh, I think we did something wrong. now." They pretended to say, we're going we're gonna to put controls on this, guys, and we are asking that everyone sign this petition to stop technology advancement in AI. And I told my wife, as soon as I heard that, I go, that's a bunch of BS because they're making billions and billions of dollars on this technology. And so right after this, a lot more um, 
applications and things came out about AI. So they never stopped. They never put a pause. But now, who is our hero? Who's going to come in and save the day? Oh, the United States government. And they said this. We want to put something that's going to protect the people. We're going to put oversight. And you know whenever they say oversight, that means we're going to take away your freedom. We're going to put oversight on digital platforms and AI. This right here, this called the, by the way, Digital Platform Commission Act. Go research it yourself. Go look what it is. Basically, they're going to rip away all the First Amendment. All of our First Amendment. Now, okay, we understand we are a constitutional republic that no longer exists. We, that whole, you know, voting thing, we waved bye-bye to that a long time ago, but it was very obvious in 2020. Moving forward, they want to and, and just shove this law. They're going to they're, they're gonna pass this, but they're going to say this is for oversight so that this over here doesn't happen. We're going to have oversight, but their oversight is they're going to now release the bots to track all of us online, where we're going, who we're talking to, what we're talking. Now, they're already collecting all this data, but now they want to make it legal, bypassing the Constitution to make it legal to literally wipe away the First Amendment, take away all Christian. They basically are putting a big target on all people in Christ to try to annihilate us. Don't be scared. It's okay. We're in Christ. We're going to be out of here before this takes place. But you have to be aware. Stay alert. Stay alive. You got to know this is going on so that you're not, you're, get your head out of the sand. You just have to know this is going on. All right. So this is really cool stuff, but we're going to move on. We're almost done, guys. Honestly, we're almost done. We're keeping it short. This is a fun part. I think this is a fun part. Who is this? This is the real, in my opinion, the real Indiana Jones. Here's what I mean by that. I don't know if you know who this person is, Ron White. And if you do know and you're like, I don't like him because I don't like his, his beliefs. Listen, listen to me. I'm going to give you the straight facts, okay? I think he's the real Indiana Jones. He has made discoveries that have been phenomenal, okay? In the, in, from the 70s on. And I think, he, I think he passed away 2012, 2015, somewhere in there. But him and him and his sons have made these phenomenal discoveries. And we're going to go over a, a few of them. Just in case you guys aren't aware that these things have actually been discovered already. So, first one. Boom! Noah's Ark. Yes, and we're going to show some stuff. But... This guy and his team discovered, they're archaeologists, these scientists, they discovered Noah's Ark. They also discovered the real crossing of the Red Sea. Uh, all of you guys that have Bibles, if you turn back to the back page over there, uh, you see the, the map, and it shows you, okay, where, they, uh, where Moses and uh, the Hebrews crossed the Red Sea. Well, it's wrong. That map is incorrect, and I'll tell you why later. But... So they found the real crossing of the Red Sea. They also found the real Mount Sinai. Yes, these are real discoveries. Okay, they also found this, the actual crucifixion site of Jesus Christ. And I'll, I'll show you a little bit why that's phenomenally important. But here's here are a couple things. When, you guys all know this, but the earth, great earthquake that happened when Christ was on the cross, you know, then they poked his, they stabbed him in the side and blood and water came out. The earthquake caused a crack underneath that went straight through there. And I'll tell you in a second what was under there. But in that crack, Jesus Christ, the blood of God, ran, the perfect blood of God ran through there and ran through that crack and it dropped on the mercy seat. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, it did. Now, here's why I know this. Not, not me. Again, 
Go look at the research. You make your own opinions after looking at all the research. They test the blood. They have the blood. They, show, they showed where the blood is. And then they also showed the Ark of the Covenant. Now, here's what I think is funny. And that Ark of the Covenant was at the bottom where the blood came through the crack and actually it was split open. And on the top of the mercy seat, the blood of Jesus Christ, God Almighty, was on there. Now, look at this. He discovered this in 1982, the Ark of the Covenant. Don't you think it's hilarious that in 1981, released one of my favorite movies, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That came out in 1981. In real life, the Ark of the Covenant was discovered in 1982, and I believe he started looking for it around 1978 or so. So, I don't know, but I think that's pretty funny. Now, some of you might not be believing this or whatever. I don't care. Go do your own research. For any of you guys that might have uh, friends or family or whatever that aren't saved yet, and maybe they just need something to help them get over the edge, show them that biblical events, scientists have discovered these things that align with the scriptures, and they're actually real, and they're out there. <clears throat> the Grand Canyon is another amazing example, but that's a whole other video. So, let's, uh, I got to go to the web. So, here we go. Let's, hopefully, this works. Okay, there you go. Can you see the globe? All right, there we go. Now, I'm going to give you a, a quick high level first, and then I'm going to drill down. <clears throat> because I, in another video, I go in a lot of detail on what happened from creation and then um, to the flood, and then after the flood at Tower of Babel, and all. I, I go into a lot more detail on, on what happened to Noah and his sons, and then why was Ham kicked out, and then why was uh, Canaan cursed, but not the other sons, but they are all, you know, so all of those lineages, I go through all that stuff. Here's what I want to show you right now. This part, see my cursor right in the middle? Okay, where it says Kuwait, that's the Persian Gulf. This from going up through here, uh, through Iran, Iraq, towards uh, Armenia, into Turkey, all this area going back through Syria, uh, Israel, and then back over to Egypt and Cairo. That whole area is known as the Fertile Crescent, okay, where civilization began after the flood. Now, quick side note. Some say that they discovered possibly where the, the original garden, um, the Garden of Eden is. Now, if you know anything over here on the far left of your screen where it says the Western Sierra, the Sierra Desert, um, the Sahara Desert, it is the largest desert in the world and it is continually advancing, it's continually growing. They said in the center over there is where the Garden of Eden is. Now, that's just an opinion. Some researchers have said that. I'm just throwing it out there for you. Back to more biblical things here. So this is the Fertile Crescent, all right? So right down here, like I said, in the Persian Gulf, right above, right there where my cursor is, if you can see it, that's where the Tower of Babel was. That's where Nimrod, you know, he came through here, he, all through down the Euphrates and the Tigris River through here, he, he founded different cities. Right down here is where the Tower of Babel was. Of course, you know that that uh, when the tower fell, everything that happened, tongues were on the people, and they dispersed all over the planet. <clears throat> on another little side squirrel note, because we're doing pretty good on time. From the Tower of Babel, the, the people that went east, you have, you know, the went Iran, Afghanistan, they have down here towards India that went south. Now, the ones that kept traveling, 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 and they eventually hit Tibet, and they went into China. Okay, I'm mentioning China for a reason. I might put a link into this description or somewhere on here so you can go see this guy preach on this and teach on this. It is phenomenal. Now, 
The Chinese, their historical records are phenomenal, okay? Their language goes back before the pyramids, it goes back to the Tower of Babel. In the Chinese language, in their characters, now again, I'm not smart enough to explain this to you perfectly, but listen. In the characters, like the Hebrew characters, the Chinese characters tell the story within the Bible, the stories of God. It talks about the flood. It talks about even creation and the flood and the Tower of Babel built into the characters in their um, language, just like the Hebrews. And it tells the story of God. Now, high level in China, around the, uh, okay, you know, they have Buddhism, Confucianism, uh, and Taoism, those kinds of things. Those came in right around the 5th or 6th century BC. What did China do for the 2,000 years before that? of their existence. Well, in their own documentation, again, you go research it, but it talks about how they worshiped the one and only singular God, Almighty God. Yes, they even have altars to the only one true God. There's no um, other uh, temple idols or nothing. Go do your research. Anyway, they have a phenomenal history and it blew me away when God was teaching me about that. But let's cross all the way back here, back to the Fertile Crescent, back to where we are, and we're going to zoom in a little bit. Okay, you see this right here? So we're going to zoom into the mountains of Ararat, the Ararat Mountains. Okay, now this is, again, the Fertile Crescent as we come through here. The Ararat Mountains are in between uh, Iran, Armenia, and Turkey. And I'm going to show you something. I'm going to zoom in even quicker. I'm going to go just like this. What I have done, I have zoomed in straight to Noah's Ark. And it is that, uh, if you see that number, 39, 26, 26, it's hilarious. 44. So, look at this. See this outline? This is where Noah's Ark is. And I'll show you a bigger picture in a second. Ron White and his team and others have done a ton of work. They've done uh, uh, readings, with, uh, radar readings within the ground, uh, as a sonar radar. Anyway, all of that to, to actually get pictures of what's underneath the uh, the makeup of, of the, the wood and the metal and uh, the the, the alignment, I mean, they have everything. It is crazy. And as you can see right here, these are actually, um, uh, this is the national park of, of Noah's Ark. But here's what, what's cool. Now, if I zoom out so you can see where it's at, that's Noah's Ark. You see that? Boom, boom. I'm going to zoom out. Okay. And you see these mountains right up here, all through here? Those are the Ararat Mountains right there. There's Mount Ararat the Ararat Mountains. So as you can see, when it landed, there was a slide and right there is Noah's Ark. And they discovered that they found Noah's home and, the, and they, they still call this the, the Valley of the Eight. And they actually call this the, the, the Land of the Eight. And I believe it's on the Armenian side up there. Uh, to this day is the, old, the, the oldest um, grape vineyards in the world still producing the most amazing wine. Do you remember the story what Noah did when he first got off the Ark? <laughs> yeah, he Start a vineyard. So now there's Mount Ararat. Let's zoom in again just so you can see it. We're going to zoom straight in right there. And you'll see the outline right there. There is Noah's Ark. And the scientists even measured, they measured the distance from the, the top to the bottom. And it's exactly what the Bible said, what Moses said, how many cubics, everything. It is exactly. Guys, it just blows me away when I see that. Okay, so we're going to move on. I, again, I hope, I hope you enjoy that. Let's move on to this one real quick. All right, now. This right here is Egypt and Cairo. Here's the Nile. This up on top is where uh, the Hebrews were. Massive, massive nation. They were warriors. They were, they were blessed. They were amazing there. And they worked with 
the Egyptians at one time before that one pharaoh came in that put them into slavery. So, the, the map in the back of your Bible says that they walked across this little stream, <laughs> the ankle deep water, and then they went down here to this area where you see St. Catherine, okay? And I believe that's Constantine's mom who actually told everybody, oh yeah, Mount Sinai is right here. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not, go look at your own, do, do your own research in the Bible. There's a map in the back. That map is wrong because that map says they went from here, this way, and they called that Mount Sinai and then on to Israel. Here's what they did. And again, this Ron White, his team, and others have resources. They've been on the ground, all this stuff. So watch what happens. They went through here. They were escaping from Pharaoh. Now Pharaoh started to chase them. Can you see it? Okay, I'm going to zoom in. Because there is a valley where they entered in right here. So Moses and them entered in right through here in that valley. And that valley, and it talks about Pharaoh says, if I could trap him in there, in the wilderness, I can get him. And then they escaped right to here, as you can see. Israel, Moses and Israel came out here and they were right here. And that place, again, the scientists went on there and it is a large, large enough space for all of Israel at that time to be right there, encamped right there. Now, right here at the, at the as you can see at the opening, that's where the pillar of fire was, where God had the uh, Pharaoh and his army pinned down in that valley and they couldn't get out until right here where God separated this water. This is the pathway right here where God separated the waters. And I, I, I want to say it's like eight to 10 miles right there. And the, the ground on the bottom is perfect and it was dry, just like the, when the Bible said it was dry, so they came across. Now, the slope on both ends, I didn't know this until recently, the slope on both ends was such a gentle slope that they were able to get all their carts and, 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 and every, horses and everything, they, or uh, whatever they had, across and over to the other side. Now, they said, Okay, let's go a little deeper. If this, if we really think this is the spot, we need to go in here and get some scuba gear and see if we can find any evidence. So when they went down, of course, lo and behold, they found the chariots, the Egyptian chariots, the, the wheels. They were all, they're all down there covered in coral. They had their equipment out there, metal detectors, and they found all that. And they said, okay, well, now this, and they were, they were blown away. I'm, a spe I'm speeding this up, but they were blown away. So they went to the other side and they go, well, it must be over here as well if it's on that side. So what did they find? Even more evidence of chariots from the Egyptians and even um, bone fragments and, and, and they have a, a horse hoof that was stuck in there, they dis discovered. Uh, anyway, so they crossed off over here. From there, they went over to the real Mount Sinai. So as you can see, they didn't cross this little stream. They came down here and they crossed right here. Okay, extremely deep water. And then they went off to Mount Sinai, and I have that right here, which is right over here. And this is what Mount Sinai, the real Mount Sinai looks like. Just so you know where we are, look at the altar of Moses. Let me back up, just so you know where we are. Okay, so they crossed and they came over right here to the real Mount Sinai. Now, do you notice something right here about these rocks? Do you, what's the Bible say? What happened? When God came down and sat upon that mountain, it was covered in fire. He basically burnt the whole top of that whole mountain ridge, okay? Now, it's, it's black, and if, the, the, if you go there, you can actually see this, but the whole top layer is black. That's not black rock, like volcanic rock. That is layers of rock being burnt, and if you 
taken out, the underlaying rock is the same color as this. So it's just literally been burnt, okay, by the presence of God. So these, I just, again, I just want to show you, uh, also they found um, Elijah's cave when he was running away. He, he stayed in that cave over here. They have that mark, the altar of Moses. They have the place right here where they temporarily stayed. And then, of course, from there, they wandered and then they went on to Israel. So I just, again, I just wanted to show you that, that those things really exist. They're really out there. Let me see if I can get back. Hopefully I can get back to where I was. Good. Okay. So that was just a little bit high level. And we're at 47 minutes again. I'm going to try to speed this up. We're almost done. But I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that these things exist. And there's a lot more that exists that, that, we're not even, that some of you might not be aware of. But there's so much evidence of the Bible all over our planet. It is amazing. And God led people to discover these things at the right time, the right Kairos moment, so that we can share in, in, in his amazing story. It's, it's just awesome. Okay. Uh, what else? All right. We're almost done. Okay. You see that? It's popping up on the screen. You know what this is? Menorah. It's a menorah. Now, these are the feasts or festivals. You have Passover. You have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You have grain, wine, oil, and I'll tell you why they're named that in a second. Day of Atonement and Tabernacles. <clears throat> now, I'm going to focus for a second right here in the middle. We, and now, as you guys know, and I'm going to show you in a second on the calendar, but when God started, he told Moses, this is month number one, and he called it Abib. Okay, this is month one. And in, in Abib, you have uh, Passover. And we're going to go over this in a second. Then you have um, Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then you have Shavuot. Shavuot is, you know, the first fruits or Feast of Weeks. It's these three in the middle. Then you have wine and oil. These three feasts, to my knowledge, and again, I'm, I am a, a flawed human Gentile, <laughs> okay? But what I'm learning is that these three feasts in the middle are called 50ths or Pentecades or Pentecosts. So there are the feast of 50ths, okay? So 50, 50, 50. Just putting it out there. I'll show you in the calendar what I mean in a second. So this is Shavuot, Pentecost, and um, what's known as Pentecost, and then oil, which is also Feast of Trumpets. Then you have Day of Atonement and Tabernacles. Okay, so we want to just make sure we have that out there in our minds visually. Bam, there it is. All right. This is why I'm showing you this. Now, this we're almost done. This is what I call God's calendar, okay? Month one, Abib, through month five, which is Av. Uh, the top row is uh, the day of the month. So, for example, when we see the first sliver of the moon, that is day one. And you go through all the way to the full moon and all the way to it goes bye-bye. And then you start it over again when you see the first sliver, and that's the next month. Currently, uh, okay, and the second row right here is the Roman calendar or our Gregorian calendar that we, that we are on. Today is June 1st, which is right here. Um, it is the 12th day of the third month. So we're in Savan, the 12th day of the third month. Okay, so that's how we read this calendar. All right, now in Abib, we had Passover, all right? And we all know Jesus Christ went to the cross. He, uh, he died on the cross. He was buried uh, for three days, and he rose on the 17th day of Abib, all right? And that's during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, here's what we're gonna show. I got, I gotta, we gotta go over this, I'm make it quick. In the Bible, in John, John chapter 20, 21, it said, and you can find this in um, at the Gospels, what Jesus did after he rose. But in John 20 and 21, it says, on, on this day, he met Jesus Christ, 
appeared to the disciples, all the disciples, except for Thomas. He appeared on this day. Then it says, eight days later, which would be the 30th day of the month, he met with all the disciples again and Thomas. And they had a wonderful time. It blew them all away. And he did all that he did in the scriptures. He showed them right there. And he enlightened them right there. Then it says, after these things, it doesn't give a day count. It says, after these things, he appeared again, roughly around this day. Where, do you know the story? Peter and them, there's seven of them. They go fishing again. They're just like, somehow between the 30th and this day, they got discouraged and went back fishing. Jesus pulls up and appears again up on the beach. You know the story. They bring in, he tells them what to do. They fish on the right side. They bring 153 in. Uh, they, he bring, they bring theirs. He brings his. And they have an awesome meal. And he describes everything. Okay. Then, and that's right in this, that's right around here. Then in the book of Acts, we pick up where it says, over the next 40 day or over this 40 day period, he is seen by, and it tells you who he's seen by, many people over that 40 day period. Now, Paul in the in in first corinthians this is what paul here's paul what he says what happened during that time um it says um this is paul first corinthians 15 for i delivered unto you as i uh, um i delivered unto you as of first importance what i also received that the scriptures and that uh, uh, that the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, or Peter, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of all who are still remaining, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James. Then he appeared to all the apostles. <laughs> and last of all, he appeared to me as one born out of due time. But I want to let you know, Paul is recording, like, over this 40-period-day period, period, he appeared to many, just like he said here in Acts. Now, if you take the biblical math, that 40-day period gets Jesus ascending right here on the 15th day of the third month, okay? Right in line with Shavuot. And you guys already know how to count Shavuot. After this, we count, after um, Unleavened Bread, you count seven complete Sabbaths, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven and the morrow after is Shavuot or the Feast of Weeks, Feast of First Fruits. Okay, so Jesus ascended on the day of Shavuot, the first day. Now, some people call that Pentecost and all these things. Now, you guys know me, you know Lori. We do not, we care not for the traditions of men or the doctrines of demons. I could care less about those things. I reject those things. So we always want to say, what does your word say? And, and are you speaking in your pattern? Are you speaking according to your word? Not just counting 40 days because the word never says count 40 days or just 50 days. It says exactly how we went over it right now, which makes Jesus Christ ascending and, and what, what, what happened? When, when Jesus Christ ascended, what happened? The angels were there, the men, they were looking up, and they go, men of Galilee, what are you looking at? You know that this same Jesus is going to return in like manner. He told the men of Galilee, the bride, right here, he's coming back for you. Now, that's the day of ascension, which is going to be June 4th this year, uh, yet yeah, 6-4, June 4th this year, and it happens on the full moon. Okay, and that, that's, that's coming up this weekend. So it's, it's just a high watch time, again, high watch time. Now, that's Shavuot. Now, I have to bring this to you. I, I, this is something, this is my opinion. And I'm asking you guys <clears throat> to be nice. Put your comments in. 
I'm reading the scriptures, and I'm not um, disagreeing with anybody that's out there. I'm just going to say it like this. The scriptures say in, in the book of Acts, when the 50th had fully come, when the day of the 50th had fully come. Now, in the Greek, that is means uh, fully come, complete, or done. It's, it's, it's fulfilled, right? When the 50th, the 50th, remember I said there's those three 50th, those Pentecade, Pentecost festivals, feasts, um, which are grain, wine, and oil. Well, this is the grain. Here's the wine, and the oil is in uh, Feast of Trumpets. The scriptures say, after he ascended, when, well, I'm sorry, when he was ascending, he said, not many days from now, go to Jerusalem, because not many days from now, the Holy Spirit, you're going to be filled with the dunamis power of God. Okay, now, I am not sure what counts as not many days from now, but if I had to guess between 14 days and 50 days, not many days, I'd lean towards 14 days. That, again, strictly my opinion. So what if, on, when Jesus ascended, he said, go back to Jerusalem, so you can stay there, in the upper room, stay there, gather, seek me, until I send the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. What if, when the scriptures say, when the 50th had fully come, when the day of the 50th, so what if he's saying, I ascended at the beginning of the feast, and then the Holy Spirit fell on them at the end of that feast, when it has fully come. That's just an opinion. Please tell me in the comments what you think. Now, I also know that there's the uh, Tishbiav, which is the ninth and 10th of all, which all of those crazy things in, in, in you know Jewish history, Hebrew history has happened. Uh, all the destruction of the temples, all those things, Jacob's trouble, all those things, you know, right there. Then you have uh, uh, Tubaav, which is the 15th, which is, you know, the Feast of New Wine. Possibly. Now, I have Pentecost there, but I, I, just for now, because it is a Pentecate or Pentecost type festival. Now, all I'm saying is, what if he ascended here, the Holy Spirit fell here? Now, here also is my opinion. We also know, according to scriptures, that um, after the rapture happens, Jacob's trouble starts. Now, when that happens, the two witnesses come, right? And when that happens also, the 144,000 are marked, sealed, anointed, to go do that ministry during Jacob's trouble. Some say that that will happen sometime whenever the Holy Spirit fell the first time, okay, on the disciples, that's gonna happen again to them. That's just an opinion, that's something we're throwing out there. Again, since we're right here at this time, we're, this is the high watch time that we're at right now according to God's pattern. But again, we'll see what happens, but again, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. He's coming. I know he's coming, but we want to be calm and understand what God is saying in his calendar. Okay. We are done. Before we go, I'm going to say this. I'm not, I was going to go to the, well, okay. Take a drink. Because the amping up of that spirit of lawlessness and all the darkness, um, uh, Everyone in Christ has been under a lot more of attack, especially if you are awake, alert, and watching, and you are advancing the kingdom of God. You are seeing, you're on the front lines, you are seeing the darkness, and the darkness shatters with the light, but you, you still feel all of that. In that, sometimes when we're doing battle, we might have a tendency to turn towards our brother or sister and do something that's not out of love. Here's what God commands us to do during this time right now. And I do want to share it. Okay, in Psalms 133, this is of David. Behold, I love behold, behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell 
together in unity. Oneness, absolute unity in Christ. Okay, now I'm going to skip verse 2, but it talks about the oil going down the beard, even the beard of Aaron. But listen to this. As the dew of Hermon that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there commanded, where commanded? Where they dwelt in unity, the Lord yod heh vav -Heh, commanded blessing and life forevermore. Now do you see the hidden uh, Aleph and Tav, the Alpha and Omega, Jesus Christ the Messiah? Where the ecclesia dwells in unity, brothers and sisters, even if we're uh, on, uh, across the internet, where we dwell in unity, we come together in unity as one in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, there Almighty God, yod heh vav -Heh, commands, commands His blessing and life forevermore. So if we're not in unity, we are not receiving that. We're in disunity, okay? You get what I'm saying? I hope I don't have to say more than what I'm saying. Because we need to be in unity during this time more than ever. If you think you've offended somebody, reach out to them, love on them, bless them, speak shalom, shalom to them, and, and mean it, and just and bless them, and love on them, and take care of them. All over the planet, I don't care where you are, love on one another. Okay. Whew. Okay, I think that's it. I, I don't want to belabor everything. Here we go. We're done. Table for one. Confirm your reservation today. All right. The gospel, we went over that, but it's in 1 Corinthians 15. The whole gospel, Jesus Christ, Almighty God, believe in him. By grace, through faith, his blood washes us clean and separates us from sin. It's nothing that we could do. We cannot earn our way in, ever. And we, Romans 10. With our mouth, we are declaring Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, our Almighty God. We are declaring Him. We, until He comes and harpazos us, that violent taken away before um, sudden destruction, which is Jacob's trouble, we are patiently enduring, actively waiting. We are praying for doing all the one another's. Please, please, please bless everyone you're around. I mean it. It's, it's time right now. we got to wake up and be the bride. Okay, now... What's, that's it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We are done. The bridegroom is returning for his bride. Look up. Be ready. We're gone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we love each and every one of you. We really do. Be kind. Rewind. Grab everyone you can and love on them truly in Christ and just spread the love of God everywhere you go. <laughs> we love you guys. Okay, that's all we got. So, adios. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Maranatha, see you in the clouds. <laughs>